Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Lessons Learned, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. My name is Suzanne, and I'm the head coach at Grace Financial Coaching. And today we are talking to Kevin Palmieri. Kevin has quite the background. Uh, Most recently, he's the founder and co-host of Next Level University Podcast. Early on in his life, Kevin found success, but after a brush with near suicide, he realized he was not living a life he truly wanted. Since then, Kevin has become passionate about self-improvement and decided to make this his purpose in life and to impact as many people as possible. Uh, Since then, Kevin has become a role model model podcaster and speaker. He is now in the top 100 uh, with over 1,350 episodes listened to in over 125 countries. Kevin, thanks for joining me today. Thank you so very much for having me on. Hopefully we can uh, live up to the bio. That's always yeah. that's always the goal. We want to make the bio look good, but I appreciate exactly. your time. Yeah. So let's start with the obvious. 125 countries. What was the first country you were listed in? <laughs> I would guess the U.S. We had a, so we're in Massachusetts. That's mostly where this all started for us. We had a, a, a nice local listener base in the very beginning. And then from there it was, all right, we have to figure out how to make this a job and a career and all this stuff. And it's, it's interesting when you say all that stuff, it sounds really good. But that's not where anybody starts, and that's not where we started. And there's millions and millions of lessons between the day one and day today. Yes. What year was day one, would you say? It was April 2017. So we've been at this okay. for six years now. Over six years now, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, le- the bio makes it sound like an overnight success, right? <laughs> no, yeah. it's true. I just yeah. read that bio in less than 45 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As as a good bio, I think should, but that's the beauty of it. I always say where I am today is not where I started. And, you know, I know we're not going to go super deep into the story, but that is the important understanding is I had success. I, there was not a lot of hope for me early in life. I found financial success in my mid twenties. I ended up quitting all of that and starting again from square one. And then now we are more successful than we've ever been. But that's just an, it's just a flow. It's a roller coaster. And so much has changed in between. Right. Well, I'm glad you didn't jump off the roller coaster because I appreciate it. Wouldn't be here today. Yeah, that's so, right. Let's go back to 2017 when you were, let's go back to, I don't know, beginning of 2017 where you're mm-hmm. sitting there and you're looking at life and you're saying, I am successful. This is success. And you've kind of start to come to the realization Well, the success isn't as much fun as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I was in an industry called weatherization. So we would travel up and down the East Coast of the United States, making state and government buildings more energy efficient. That is why I've been to your neck of the woods. We did a giant school system down there where you are. And at this point in my life, my girlfriend is a model. I'm making really good money, 60 to $120 an hour, depending on where I'm working. I had just won a bodybuilding show, so I was quite literally in the best shape of my life. Sports car, new apartment, all the things. I had all of the external things. I expected all of those external things to create internal fulfillment, fix internal voids. That didn't happen. So when I had all of this success and I grinded my face off to accomplish it, it really broke my spirit and it really hurt my mental health when I realized that's not going to fix the stuff that's going on inside of me. That's when I started the podcast. I fell in love with this podcast. I love podcasting. You don't get to 1,400 episodes unless you love it, right? It, it just wouldn't right. make sense. In the beginning, I just wanted to have cool conversations with cool people, much like you, right? That's, that was it. I want to have cool conversations with cool people. 
but I'm not going to pay my bills here. Like, what do I do? So work just got worse and my mental health got worse. And I ended up sitting on the edge of a bed contemplating suicide because I, I knew what I was doing wasn't sustainable, but it didn't feel like I had any way out. It didn't feel like I, I, I felt hopeless. I felt helpless. I felt stuck. I felt, I felt trapped. I ended up leaving my, my job in 2018 and I went full time into being a broke entrepreneur. There wasn't a lot going on in the beginning, obviously, but my goal was to be where I am today. I I said, imagine, just imagine if you could podcast every day for a living. Imagine if I could just wake up and do this every day. And now I have a home studio and I get to wear pajamas, you know, from the waist down. And I'm just very, very grateful. But yeah, for me, it was this awareness that I am not happy. I am not fulfilled. This isn't aligned and I can't do this forever. And then eventually taking the very terrifying leap into what we're doing today. So what did we lose between then and now? And maybe I shouldn't use the word lose. Maybe I should use the term. What did we let go of Um, Mm. the model girlfriend, the sports car job? (laughs) What else? What else left? (laughs) My girlfriend, my girlfriend left. My girlfriend at the time ended up leaving me, which again, she should have done. It got to the point where my car broke down and I couldn't get it fixed. So... I ended up going into debt. I got sent to collections. That was a whole thing. So yeah, I ended up having to sell off my car for pretty much parts. I, I got right, $1,500. Kind of I was a Subaru WRX. It was ah, brand new. Yeah. And My, my and, husband and I are car people. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was, it was brand new. I bought it with, I think it had six miles on it in 2013. It was my dream car at the time. And I ended up having to get rid of it because I couldn't afford to fix it. So yeah. that, I gave up a lot of friendships. I gave up a lot of freedom of, you know, going on vacations and going to bachelor parties. I don't really, I don't really do that type of stuff because it's not what's best for the business. And honestly, I couldn't afford it for, for most of the time. So yeah, couldn't afford it for a period of time, but it's also, you know, not health wise. Let's not go binge drinking every weekend. Right. It's not a line. That age where plenty of your friends are getting married. I'm sure you're getting, still getting bachelor party invitations, but going to Vegas for three days every weekend is not exactly the healthy. That ain't it. No, that ain't it. I, one of the things I do is I pretty much put all of my money back into our business, right? That's the reason we have grown as much as we have is because yeah, we make a good amount of money, but we don't live like it. The money goes back into the business because we're trying to grow this thing exponentially and, Mm -hmm. and leverage the compound effect. Tell me about the friendships you lost or terminated on purpose back then. Once, so something happened where I'm, I'm very big on awareness, right? I'm so awareness is so important to me. This is where it all started. The podcast used to be called Hyperconscious, acutely aware. I want to know everything about myself. I was dating this young lady, and she said, "Hey, I haven't met your friends." And I said, "Cool, I'll I'll have you over. We'll have a cookout. It's gonna be awesome." You're, she was gonna meet two of my friends that day. I said, "One friend you're gonna meet is the most respectful human on the planet. He's gonna love you. He's my big brother. He's gonna ask you about everything. He's gonna love you." You're going to get annoyed with how many questions he asks. He's the best. And then I said the other one, and I had to pause for a second. And I said, "Uh, he's kind of a jerk. He's going to make jokes at your expense that he thinks are funny, but will probably be offensive. He Mm. identifies as a jerk. And I, I caught myself and I said, oh my goodness, imagine if somebody had to introduce me that way. Imagine if that was the preface you got before you met me. Kev means well, but he's really, really rough around the edges. I asked myself a question that day, Suzanne, are the people in my life the best from my past or the best for my future? And anybody who 
got stuck in that first bucket, the best from my past, I started to distance myself from. And that is mm. one of the most challenging things. I miss these people. I cry about these people more than I'd like to admit. I, I do. I love them still. But it's hard enough to succeed on your own, never mind when you're carrying somebody that doesn't even want to go where you're going or subconsciously is holding you back because they're afraid of being left behind. So it's it's really gotten to that point where, and this is this is a conversation about money too. Sometimes oh, yeah. you have to make short-term decisions that suck for long-term success later. And yeah. a lot of the, the relationship purging or distancing has been that too. We talk a lot about making short-term sacrifices mm -hmm. to have long-term gain, right? So uh, if we're paying off debt, that might mean, I'll, full disclosure, uh, my husband and I have not gone out to eat in two months because mm -hmm. we've had other bigger things that we wanted to put money towards. And I yeah. know some people are going to think that that's crazy. And how is that humanly possible that you haven't seen the inside of a restaurant in two months? But it's true. We have other things we want to do in the fourth quarter of this year that we kind of looked at each other at the end of May and said, do we really need to eat out in June? And then we just carried it over to July. Mm -hmm. And so we said that money that we would normally have eating out, $350, $450, depending on who's coming to town, what our plans are, that's going towards something bigger and better at the end of the year. Yeah. And so those are the short-term sacrifices we make right yeah um but another thing we talk about on here a lot is boundaries and toxic relationships and not just mm. toxic relationships with people from your past or currently toxic relationships with money and some mm. of those things go hand in hand the person the toxic yep. person goes hand in hand with the toxic relationship goes hand in hand with the toxic habit yeah it, it's one of the most challenging things is understanding that we have a relationship with everything. Everything we come in contact, you have a relationship with technology. You ever met somebody who says, oh, I'm just not tech savvy. Yeah, no, I understand that you just have a negative relationship or you haven't experienced that or you haven't worked on that relationship. Health, wealth, love. We all have relationships with that. It's, it's very important to understand what your relationships are. And then here's the layer. You also have relationships with relationships. So if you are subconsciously afraid to be alone, you might hang on to people, places, things, and ideas that you shouldn't. Yeah. That's, you know, there's layers to all of this, but that was one of the most challenging parts of it. And honestly, the, the financial side was very hard too. It's not easy starting a business with no business background and trying to figure all this out. I have a wonderful business partner, which I'm grateful for, but that was the, the hardest. I can't imagine five years ago being on a podcast to talk about money. That was never a thought I had. It was like, okay, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Was now, is that because it would have been too embarrassing or it no, been, we're struggling to get by. I can't talk about money. I refused. I would not talk about money on the podcast until we were financially free. I refused to, cause I feel like, I feel like a fraud. I feel like a hypocrite. If I'm, if I'm talking to you about money and I can't handle my own money, I can't do it. You'll be able right. to tell. I'll be yeah. dancing around questions. I can't do it. So I just never understood how much I could learn about money by just practicing small things every day for the last six years. I was going to say, and you're also, you also um, are a big practice what you preach person. Definitely. So by not talking about money while you guys were, whether it was struggling or making ends meet or paying the bills or getting in the black or getting out of the red, mm. you're going to practice what you preach. Got to, got to. It's, yeah. I can't effectively communicate something that I don't believe and I can't really believe something I'm not doing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. that leads me into our big question, Kevin. <laughs> I created this show so that people would realize we all make financial mistakes, uh, but hopefully 
some of those people out there can learn from others such as yourself. So Kevin, what is the dumbest thing you've ever done with money? Uh, two things. One, when I was making, when I was making like a hundred dollars an hour, my coworkers and I would go out to the bar at night and I would literally ask them how many shots can I buy at once? And I think the most I ever got maybe was like 25 and we would just walk around the bar, handing them out to people, people we didn't know. It's just, I never expected to make that much money. So I was so quick to just get rid of it that one of them is, is exchanging money for significance. It's a very, very, very dangerous game to play because when the money runs out, the significance usually does too. And then I would say the car. Yeah. When I bought that car, when I bought my first quote unquote sports car, my first brand new car, I was making $14 an hour with overtime. And I went and bought a $33,000 car brand new off the lot. Luckily I got a good interest rate because I had high credit and all that, but I was so focused on, it's only $420 a month. That's fine. That's not that big of a deal. $420 a month today and next month and the month after. Okay, fine. You can see that. But in two years, if I want to become an entrepreneur, that's going to hold me back. If I want to have kids, that could hold me back. If I want to buy a house, the the short-term pleasure versus the long-term logic, that was one of the biggest mistakes I ever made. And that was with everything. And Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I don't know. I wouldn't change it. Okay. I I wouldn't change it. And here's why one, it didn't negative effect. didn't negatively affect me a ton. The car, the car didn't negatively. No, no, it didn't. It didn't really hurt me. The shots. No, I'd probably do it again. I'd probably do the same thing, (laughs) except it wouldn't, it wouldn't be shots now. Maybe it would be dinner or I'd give that money to charity instead. Right. Right. I was, I was giving it to charity. Just wasn't a very positive charity at the time. (laughs) That charity wasn't making a huge difference in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, no, no, it probably wasn't good. Your point about making, you know, money being significance, translating what you have in money into your significance, um, that really ties in with a lot of things. So like if you have a job and that, job is your identity Mm -hmm. what happens when that job goes away you're a you're a big time i came i come from the commercial real estate world you're a big time commercial real estate agent you may not have a deal come through god two or three years Mm -hmm. and then you have a 45 million dollar closing and it's 42% of 45 million or whatever you've worked out (laughs) with the buyers and the sellers, uh, depending on who you're representing. And um, to lose that kind of job is to lose, could be to lose significance in someone's life dramatically. And if we don't have a good uh, handle on what are, you know, I I don't like the term work-life balance and maybe you're going to tell me I'm wrong, but (laughs) work-life balance says to me that you have your work and your life and you're trying to balance those two things. To me, Mm -hmm. your work is inside of your life. Mm -hmm. And if you lost your work tomorrow, Kevin, if, if podcasting ended (laughs) at the end of this call today, (laughs) I feel like at this stage in your life, you would still know what your significance is. Yes. But in 2016, 2017, you wouldn't have. One of the questions I was asking myself when I was having the suicidal ideations was, uh, what are people going to say? The reason I was afraid to lose the job is because I made more money than any of my friends. I made the most money out of anybody in my family. There was a lot of significance and there was a lot of reputation there. Mm -hmm. 
I was afraid to lose all that. And here's the interesting thing. I did. I lost all of it. I had to go back to square one where I was $35,000 in debt. Eventually, I got a girlfriend who's now my my wonderful wife over here. And she had to pay rent. She paid rent for, for me to live with her. And she wow. bought food. And it's like I went from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. And now we're back on a sustainable high. And that's the, the biggest difference. I just bought a new car, like one of my dream cars. What'd you and, get? What'd you get? Uh, I got a 2023 BMW 230i xDrive. Nice. It's, it's wonderful. Nice. It's, it's, it's beautiful. I love it. But here's the thing. When I signed that paperwork, I did not expect to feel any better. I didn't get that car to make me feel good. It's not going to make me feel more fulfilled. Yeah, I bought it because it's for me. I've always wanted it. It's a dream thing. I can do that now. I've earned that. But yeah. I don't expect that to make me more fulfilled. I don't expect that to make me more motivated to podcast. It's not filling internal voids anymore. That has been the kind of the arc of the story is now at least I, I understand that, yeah, it's a nice car and I'll get compliments and that's great. But yeah. before, that's why I did it. Now, right. that's not why I'm doing it. You didn't experience the high of signing the paperwork and you're not going to experience the high every time you get in there. You're going to take the car and you're going to go from point A to point B. Yeah. Right. During your travels, look at the look around the car and go, yeah, this is nice. Yeah. yeah. This is nicer than the inside of the WRX. (laughs) Yes. Much, much. (laughs) Interior wise, ride wise, you know, the quietness of the car. Yes. Definitely nicer than the WRX. But everything. That's not going to be the reason you wake up every morning. I mean, if you're podcasting from your house, there's going to be days where you're not leaving the house. Most days. I go to the gym. (laughs) I try to go to the gym every day, but I have a treadmill here. But yeah, there are some days I don't leave the house. But see, here's the thing. Maybe, let me clarify. Maybe I do get momentary bouts of happiness. When I get in that car, I am very happy. But happiness is fleeting. I don't expect that to carry over to, I got this new car, everything's going to fix itself. So I do have momentary bouts of happiness, dopamine and all that. But I honestly, I had a moment after I bought it where I was like, oh my God, I made a mistake. I had a moment. I had that a little bit of buyer's remorse when I started looking at the payments. I was like, oh no, did I do it again? Again, we're in a different place, but that's that old ingrained you know, unconscious, subconscious feelings I have. Yeah. What do you, yeah, I was just going to say that it's, you know, I, I hesitate to use this term, but it it is a form of PTSD. You did it once before and it didn't work out. All these other bad things happened, not necessarily because of the WRX, but because (laughs) of, you know, all these, the situation surrounding it, um, that it's hard sometimes, uh, as a, as a very conscious person to be able to sit there and say, Oh my gosh, did I just put myself in the same situation that I was in six, seven years ago? Yeah. And, and how do you fight that? Because a lot of what I do as a financial coach is dealing with the guilt and the shame of past bad financial decisions. And these can be 20 years ago. This can be, you bought the house that ended up being the money pit. You bought the bad house on the block and it has, you guys have struggled ever since, or it could be, I just got a lease on a car. And by the way, the average lease, I think, is about to hit $1,000 a month now Mm. in America. I just leased a car yesterday and I just realized I can't afford it. So how do you separate the guilt and the shame of the stuff you've done in the very far past or even the stuff you've done in the recent past? Data. Mm. You know, the the interesting thing is when when I went to buy that car, the numbers were just numbers. It didn't matter. It didn't have to hit a certain thing. It's like, will I get approved or not? If I get approved, I'm doing it. 
right? That's, that's it. There's a big difference between approval and abundance. Those are two drastically different words. Yeah. So now I went in with the understanding of, okay, this is how much our monthly costs are. This is how much we're making per month. This is the difference. This is an investment in the business. This is a business expense. There's a lot of different things that went on. So part of me thought of it as like a marketing expense. If you're, if you want to look success or if you want to be successful, sometimes you have to look successful, right? That's part oh, of it. I had, I had a friend in San Diego say that to me one time about his industry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <was> so true. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, we were talking about our marketing behind the scenes before this. So the simplest answer I could give is I went in with the data to understand whether or not I was actually making a good purchasing decision. It wasn't purely because I had a moment where I called my business partner and I said, Hey, it's not, it's not as cheap as we thought, right. just so you know, what are your thoughts? And he said, how much more is it? And I gave him the number and he's like, honestly, man, what are you going to go find a cheaper deal? Like you're already there. Just do it. It just makes mm -hmm. sense. Your time is, is more valuable than you go saving a hundred dollars a month. We'll just make more money. I went in and I had that moment where I was like, honestly, if I don't get this right now, I'm good with it. And then we ended up doing it. So I know it was based on logic far more than emotion. If anything, and this is the interesting thing, it was based 90% on logic and 10% on emotion. When I got home, I started feeling the emotion and I forgot the logic. It's like, it was the other way around when you got home, right? Yeah. When, when I got home, way. I was in my, I was in my feels. <laughs> what, where were you in life? when you think you got to that stage of being able to separate the emotion from the data, because again, a lot of people I work with, they're right on top of each other right now. We could be looking at a budget, sharing a screen on zoom, and we're both looking at black and white. We're looking at a white screen with black numbers typed on it. Mm. I feel nothing about it. I'm the financial coach. The person whose budget it is, is on the other end of the zoom crying. So where do you think in your life in particular, you got to that? I don't even know if I should call it a maturity level, but where were you when you were finally able to step to say, to take a step back and say, wait, 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 there's no reason to get upset about X because I have Y data. Where were you when you were able to separate those things? When I was very, very, very broke, but I was still buying books because in my mind and my business partner helped me a ton with this, but in my mind, there's a big difference between a $15 cheeseburger and a $15 book. A $15 book is going to pay dividends for life. A $15 cheeseburger is probably going to be pretty good in the moment. Definitely going to be pretty good in the moment. I'm dieting right now, so I would give a lot of money for a $15 cheeseburger. But it was that understanding that this is actually a very good decision because eventually it will pay off way more and it's only $15, right? Like well, I've spent $15 on dumber stuff than this. It was oh. that. It yeah. was really that for me of, I have to logic this. The emotion behind it is I'm giving $15 to something that's not going to pay for years, but it helped me with my confidence. It helped me with my competence. So that was a really big thing for me is anything. If, if obviously I'm a self-improvement advocate, yes. if I could advise anybody on money, I would say, if you're thinking about spending money, it has to be the right amount, obviously, but if it's going to make its money back eventually, it's at least worth having a thought about. You don't have to do it, but yeah. it's more likely to make its money back if it's something that's going to improve self, environment, whatever. Absolutely. Well, that was going to be my last question, but you made me ask another one. <laughs> Give me three titles of books that you bought back in the day that you do not regret buying. Oh, when you man. When you had that cheeseburger. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, the Compound Effect by Darren Hart. Darren Hardy sure. is a really, really good book. That's one. Mindset by Carol Dweck oh, is another okay. one that it's the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And when I first bought Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I was doing okay financially. So it wasn't really that big of a deal. Probably there's a book called The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. Yes. That's a yeah. that's a really good book too. So yeah, those are three of the earlier books I bought when I was like, I don't know, is this Audible thing going to go through here? Is this a good idea? Those are probably right, three of the ones. The card that's connected to this doesn't have any money attached to it. <laughs> We've been declined many times, Suzanne, many times. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, Kevin, this has been wonderful having you on. I'm so glad you reached out. And yeah, guys, check out Next Level University. Uh, they are all over the place. <laughs> I see them everywhere. Uh, nextleveluniverse.com. They are on Instagram and LinkedIn. Uh, all of that information will be in Kevin's show notes today. Thank you. And Kevin, thank you so much again. And we'll definitely be in touch. Yes, my pleasure, Suzanne. Thank you. Thanks again to our guests for their honesty and for sharing their financial blunders with us. Join me again next week for another episode of Lessons Learned Podcast, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. Make sure to subscribe to the Grace Financial Coaching YouTube channel and please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts.